Hey, what's good, everybody? My name is Henry C. Murphy, and you are locked in to the God Bless the Entrepreneur podcast, where we talk about business, finance, stewardship, and the journey of entrepreneurship. Let's get it in. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the God Bless the Entrepreneur podcast. It doesn't matter if you're in your car, walking the dog, at a coffee shop, at the gym, on a jog, on your job, or creating in your own profession. Thanks for listening, man. I am excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. And what we're going to talk about today is three types of income. Active income, portfolio income, and passive income. Again, active income, portfolio income, and passive income. And I'm not sure how many of you know the information we're going to talk about today, but I think it's important to discuss. I wish I had this information when I was younger so I could have made more informed decisions. And I want you to take this information to your kids, to your children, to your peers, so that they can make more informed decisions. You know what I mean? So listen, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Mark Twain. All right, let's talk about active income. So active income or earned income is a direct result of your labor. Again, active income or earned income is the direct result of your labor, you doing something. So it refers to the income received from performing a service, including wages, tips, salaries, commissions, you know what I mean? Income from business. That's what this is. It's material participation. All right. So basically, like if you get a weekly check, bi-weekly check, monthly check, that is earned income. Uh, Simply put, earned income is what you have earned in income. You know what I mean? This means at the end of the year, you'll get a W-2 and you will file a personal tax return, a personal tax return, both subject to Social Security and Medicare taxes. So imagine, you know, you get your check, you pull out your check, boom, boom. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got that raise. All right. This mug. Okay. It's supposed to be 1500. And then boom, you look on the left. What you see? Nothing but taxes, nothing but deductions. You know what I mean? And it, some of that stuff, you don't even know what it is, man, but they're taking it out. You know what I'm saying? You are subject to that with earned income. Now, keep this in mind. You will tax before you spend a dollar, and you will tax on every dollar that you spend afterwards. Now, isn't that crazy? Unless you stay in a, you know, a state like uh, Florida um, that doesn't have state tax. But if you're in Georgia, if you're somewhere like Georgia, you're getting taxed on everything you spend, so you're getting taxed twice, man. It's crazy. That is earned income. So that's like the synopsis of, of earned income, man. Again, dig deeper into these things and so you can really understand and make informed decisions. Now, let's talk about portfolio income. So portfolio income is money received from investments, dividends, interest, and capital gains. Royalties received from investment property also are considered portfolio income sources. Most portfolio incomes get favorable tax treatment. Do you hear that? They get favorable tax treatments. Dividends and capital gains are taxed at a lower rate than earned income. Already is letting you know that portfolio income is better than earned income. So let's break it down a little bit more because I want you to have some understanding, right? What is capital gain? Capital gain is a rise in the value of a capital asset. You know what I'm saying? That gives it gives it a higher worth than the purchase price. So like the gain is not realized though until the asset is sold. So a capital gain may be something short term, like one year or less, or long term, more like uh, more than one year. But it must be claimed in the income taxes. You know what I mean? So listen, a capital asset though, on the other hand, are significant pieces of property such as homes, cars, investment properties, stocks, bonds, and even collectibles of art. 
collectibles of art. You know what I mean? So these, hopefully this thing getting your mind percolating like, okay, this is where I need to start putting my money. You know what I mean? So for businesses, a capital asset is an asset with like something like that, that lasts longer, like uh, a year or so. That's not attended, you know, pretty much for sale though, but it, it, you need it in a business operation. You know what I'm saying? So this is also a type of like production cost. For example, if uh, one company buys a computer and use it for the office, the cu- computer is a capital asset. You know what I'm saying? So another company buy the same computer to sell, it is considered inventory. You know what I'm saying? Like in our business, is a computer. The computer is an asset. You know what I mean? We're going to always use that. You know what I mean? So that it's good for us. You know what I mean? So listen, that is... The synopsis of portfolio income. Again, I want you to listen to these things that are this uh, that are considered capital assets: pieces of property, such as homes, cars, investment properties, stocks, bonds, and even collectibles of art. And those cars are are, are probably going to be collectibles because you know what I'm saying we know we know cars lose value as soon as they leave the lot. But some cars hold their value. So these are the things that are considered capital assets. You know what I mean? Uh, this one here is my favorite. Um, the more I learned about it, it's like, yo, this is where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like portfolio income, yes. Passive income is where I want to be. So listen, passive income Bluntly, it's income that will continue to generate even if you die. I call that passive income, that legacy money. You know what I'm saying? That money that is going to feed your family way after you are gone. You know what I mean? Honestly, that sounds better. Passive incomes include rental income, royalties, and income from business or investment partnerships like LLCs. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, me and my partners, you know, we talk about uh, forming, you know, forming LLC, uh, like an investment group. And, we invest in different types of properties and things like that. So then properties continually make money. You get a chunk or a piece of that pie continually. You know what I'm saying? So passive income also is not subjected to self-employment taxes, but similar to portfolio income, it might be subject to like net in investment income tax. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to look that up, digging that further. Net investment income tax. Net investment income tax. Look that up. So if you own a rental house, the income generated from that rental house is considered passive income. Passive income, you know what I'm saying? It will continue to generate even if you decided to do nothing. If you decided to lay someone uh, lay on the beach somewhere and, you know, just be in the sun getting tans, like that mug will still continue to make money. You know what I mean? So I would say, listen, um, even right now, right, you work in a job and you say, look, how do I get off that job? You make a plan to get off that job. You know what I'm saying? That's all we talk about on the podcast anyway is, is making a plan to get off that job to start your own business, right? But you use that money as your seed money. You know what I mean? You use that money to start doing portfolio income and passive income. That's where you want to be. There's nothing wrong with working. You know what I mean? And and Sometimes working is the, is the stepping stone to where you want to be as an entrepreneur. Because if you're listening to this podcast, then nine times out of ten, you are an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? So let's talk about it. Look, we have to look at our lives and see where we want to be, what we want to do, and what we might want to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give y'all these facts, these three types of income. You know what I'm saying? I suggest that you uh, do a deeper dive into it. Understand it more. You know what I'm saying? Let it become a part of your psyche that you are thinking about it and the things that you buy and that you invest your money in. You know what I mean? So listen, 
The first time I heard this info was in a book. It changed my whole perspective. It changed my life. I was like, yo, hold up, hold up, because I listen to Audible, right? So I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, hit the, I hit the little 30-second button. What he said? What he said? Oh, crazy, right? And anyway, again, it changed my perspective. It changed the way that I started to look at money and how I did things, you know what I mean? So listen, I want to give one of you listening a three-month subscription to Audible, which covers three books. So the first person to answer this question by inboxing me on Instagram, check it out. If I write a book and I get royalties, what type of income is it? If I were to write consecutive books, what type of income will it become? All right? If I write a book and it get royalties, what type of income is it? If I wrote consecutive books, what type of income will it become? It's kind of like a trick question, but it's out there. And it's good information for you, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people who are writing consecutive books, they done found the loophole, man. You know what I mean? So, you know, we should always be, this, this is how we should look at things sometimes, in my opinion, right? Like, information is out there, right? But I want the information that not too many people know about. How do I get that information? You know what I'm saying? The information that these people have been using for centuries, you know what I'm saying, that works for them in finance. Like, you know, what do they know? How are they doing? And th- and these are the things that I want to talk about on this podcast in the future. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I want to help entrepreneurs, um, I want to help entrepreneurs from the get-go, not that, you know, not that they have to figure out all of these things, you know what I'm saying, in the midst of it. You are always going to have to, you know, figure out new things as you go. But, man, if you can have some information from the from, from the beginning, come on, man. Like, a lot of us are not raised with that information as, as, as children. And so we have to figure this thing out in life. You know what I mean? It's good to have some information before we get started. You know what I mean? So, anyway, man, let's talk about these power facts, man. Black Wall Street. Dubbed by Booker T. Washington, man. I think it's fitting for this podcast to talk about this, um, especially with the climate that's going on. But these facts are, oh, they are they are amazing. You know what I mean? Greenwood's Black Business District thrive mainly because residents fed their purchasing dollars back into the local economy. You know what I'm saying? It was black businesses doing, doing business with black businesses while earning their incomes, though. From white employers. Woo, check that out. Now, this was possible because the migration of oil men in Tulsa created a, a spike in demand of domestic help, which enabled black residents to attain high paying jobs as maids, chauffeurs, gardeners, janitors, shoe shiners, you know what I'm saying? Things of those natures, man. So these workers often earned enough money to send their children to universities like Columbia Law School, you know what I'm saying? Hampton, Hampton Institute, Tuskegee Institute, Spelman College, Atlanta used to Atlanta University. Which positioned them to secure white colored jobs after graduation. You know what I mean? So, oh my God. What's crazy about that is it's like as if they they took their circumstances, situation, what was going on, the climate was crazy back then, right? And they made it work for them, man. And they just kept putting their money back, back, back. Back and that local that local dollar stayed in rotation in the black community, man. You know what I'm saying? Black entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, man. So anyway, um, I just kind of wanted to put that information out to you, man. Just giving you a taste of what can be accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So listen, this week is a new week. 
God has given you the grace for the task, make moves, or make excuses. Do good business and do it with integrity. This is Henry C. Murphy. Until next week. God bless the entrepreneur. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the God Bless the Entrepreneur podcast. Follow us on Instagram at God Bless the Entrepreneur. And check out our weekly blog on GodBlessTheEntrepreneur.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Talk to you next week. Salute.